Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Hi folks, welcome to Oracle Soup here with Gina Thies. And Katrina Wynn out in Oregon. (laughs) That's not how we say it. We say Oregon. Oregon. Don't you hate that? No, we say Oregon. It's like G-U-N. It is Oregon. Right. It's just like uh, New Orleans is New Orleans and not New Orleans. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And then, of course, there's Dallas. You put the emphasis on that first syllable. Which is just Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> well, well, you know, we, since we're getting into the emphasis of things, we've got a little sprinkling here. We got some like some spicy herbs and some. Uh, we got some Tony Chacherets of seasoning to go into our topic. <laughs> we are going to be talking about. Well, this will be seasoning for and recommendations for uh, beginners or starter readers, people that are novices. In terms yes. of uh, their reader being a reader or just getting into tarot or whatever um, intuitive arts. And we are the seasoned readers offering the advice. <laughs> you just so. love that. That's just tickling you. I think it's great. Yeah, we are doing we're the, the seasons, seasonings for the season from the seasoned. All right, for our beginning friends. So I hope you stay tuned uh, where Gina and Katrina are going to share some of their advice for those of you who might just be beginning with Tarot because we both happen to be teachers and writers and we love sharing Tarot with you. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair. Join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. Welcome to Oracle Soup. And Oracle Soup is really a collection of a variety of ideas and information exchanged between Gina and myself, Katrina. And we're really just including you in our conversation. But now we're going to take a slightly different approach because even though Gina and I are always learning new things and we also look forward to hearing from you and learning from you, uh, we thought we'd take this opportunity maybe to be a little more on the experience side today be the seasoned tarot readers and pass on some of our wisdom to you and so if you are a beginner a novice or you just like the sound of our voice please stay tuned because we'd like to share with you from what we've learned and what we think helps new people get started with the tarot because you know can it be kind of overwhelming at first gina doesn't it seem like a lot to learn in order to learn about 78 cards does seem a very 
overwhelming um, um, task at first. Um, it's very, very intimidating. And then you've got different teachers, you've different techniques. Uh, there's not really a one size fit, fits all. Um, what are the rules? Are there certain, you know, methods, one better than the other? There's so much. So it can be very overwhelming. It's almost like trying to pick a deck, isn't it? You you almost have to be, A, intuitive or psychic to know which one you're going to enjoy working with the most. And the same thing with the teachers. So one of the things I tell my beginning students is think of this new deck, or in this case, even the new teacher, as a friend, someone you want to get to know or someone you want to share some information and go down the road a little bit with. And as you know, counselors know and teachers know that we share our medicine, what we have to, to give to people, and then they move on to someone else who also has more medicine for the direction they're going in, right? And so we don't have to be one size fits all, but we do need to stay true to what we have to share because that will attract magnetically those people who want to learn what we have to give and so if you're a student then trust that trust your own instincts that is the beginning of the tarot journey is trusting your intuition and not thinking that well i'm stuck especially in this day and age where there's so many different ways of learning i mean there's the traditional way which would be face to face in person or in a class but then we also have the internet we have books. I happen to be a person who learned more through books and with people and also learned just through my own practices and, and relating to the cards as friends and also teaching me about life. So maybe my style and the things that I found useful might be good for some folks, but maybe not for other people. And then there's other people who go to like really big schools like uh, the Tarot School in New York. I think you know a thing about that, don't you, Gina? Yes, I do, because I am a student of um, the Tarot School. And part of my journey with Tarot um, and my connection to them is because I wanted a formal study. I wanted to learn um, in a more structured way way. And so learning, you know, I ended up Googling and seeing what was out there and found them. Um, and it helped my tarot studies become more structured. So if you need a little bit more structured, it's probably helpful, I would say, recommend it to study with someone. Um, and depending on what you went in terms of you know, the emphasis you're going to put on the, um, what you want to know. So if you're more interested in the history of tarot, um, if you're more interested in technique, so you need to align yourself with that teacher that is kind of putting that. I mean, I think Walden Ruthann do kind of a well-rounded, but they're more geared toward technique. You know, I would say decide on what you want to tackle first. Uh, maybe you want all aspects, but you just need to decide because it can be overwhelming trying to understand history and trying to understand suits and, you know, uh, <laughs> all of the court cards and major and minor and secrets. And there's so much. So um, I, I would say kind of little small chunks. Um, if yeah. You can help it. And one thing I hear repeatedly from beginners is they're hesitant to start learning because of that overwhelm factor because they think they have to memorize each card. And I think that may have been true for me too in the beginning. I thought I had to memorize the cards and I'm just not a memorizing kind of gal. I have to experience it. I have to live it. And so the style that worked best for me to learn was journaling and picking one card each day. And that's why my first book that I wrote was a tarot journaling book because I know for me 
me that was most helpful and that's something you could do as a self-taught practice as well as working it into whatever program that you're involved with so tarot journaling doing one card a day living it learning it uh, I even have a special technique I, I teach people for that but that's one way of just taking one little bite a day kind of like what Gina's saying don't take on the whole seven day card mandala of the tarot start simple and those of you who have maybe put your big toe in the water realize that depending on what deck you're working with, um, all of them have the potential of being very complex and very layered. For instance, some people would say, well, there's astrological aspects, there's alchemical, there's elemental, Kabbalistic. There's so many different layers that can go into a deck. But in the beginning, that may not matter. Or in the beginning, that may be the one thing you want to focus on. Maybe that's going to be your foot in the door. Perhaps you already know something about the elements. Maybe you already know something about Judaism and then the mystical side of that being the Kabbalistic side. And you're particularly drawn to that tree of life. So trust what you bring to the mix and let that take you further in your study at the Tarot and the teachers that you choose to find. Absolutely. Um, in my experience, what I tell uh, my beginners is to forget the books and work with the cards and don't focus on meaning, but focus on what it says to you, what you feel, because that is establishing um, kind of the connection and will help you because it's like you can remember more probably what you tell yourself rather than, you know, reading and how I learned was baptism by fire. I started working with the cards and reading right professionally right off the bat. And it was just like, I studied for a while and went through all the cards, but it was just like, what does it say? How does it apply? Because when you get out in what's called the real world, you're going to, there's no one size fits all problem. People come with different issues. And um, if you are stuck in what this card means, the the uh, the information won't, uh, you're kind of limiting, cutting off that information by saying this card means this, so it's got to be this. And you'll find it doesn't work, which is why you'll see any book. I mean, all books, I, I have meanings in my tarot coupling, but it's like, it's not a one size fit, fits all meaning. You can be general, but to get the specifics of information, I've done readings where a card is said to mean something and I get information that has nothing to do with the traditional meaning of the card. So um, how to get to that answer means just trusting your own intuition and developing because after a while, it's really a psychic intu intuitive development. It really is. And that's what you're doing over time is the Tarot is not only a tool for tapping into intuitive or psychic material, but it's also a medium for training you to be more intuitive and more psychic. And then you'll develop your own skills and your own style to continue in that direction to support that. So one of those other questions that beginners sometimes say is they go, well, how long do I have to study the cards before I can start doing readings? What I'd say to that is, well, you need to find your own comfort level first. It could be six months. It could be a year. In my case, it didn't even occur to me to do readings for other people until like 20 years later because I was having such a beautiful relationship with the Tarot itself as a book of wisdom right. that it hadn't really occurred to me to do readings for other people. Well, I, I, I was just having my own relationship. I, <laughs> but I, I, let me just add one yeah, more thing there because uh – -huh. Let's say you want to start doing readings, then 
doing those readings for yourself is a nice way to begin. Some people say you can't do that. I'd say you can. And it develops more objectivity. Working, doing readings, finding a really simple layout so you can start practicing with family or friends. And then building it up from there. And Gina, what were you going to add? I was going to say there is sometimes people come to me in terms of being a, a beginner with a sense of urgency to really get out and they want to help. They're feeling a call or a need. So it, it's it, it's like there's a sense of an urgency attached to wanting to learn to read for others. So I think that comes in along with how soon do I have to wait? Because there seems to be, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but there's a sense of urgency where I want to help. I have a gift. I want to help. Um, and I would say the caveat with that, that is um, great, fine, dandy that you want to help and be of service. There's two paths as, as the, comes from raw, the raw material. There's a path of service to self, path of service to others. And I think you need to kind of decide where you're coming from in terms of, because everything's not hunky-dory and pretty in solving people's problems. I mean, um, sometimes when you're the messenger, it's like you've that saying, shoot the messenger. It's like, you've got to prepare yourself in terms of, and you would have a lot to say about being a, um, because you're an advisor, you're, you're going into a role, not just as a reader, but um, sure. I think you have to also look at whether you're an advisor, whether you're a counselor and kind of differentiate those roles. And uh, that brings this whole other area in, which is there's the knowledge of the cards. There's the actual reading skills and learning how to work with spreads or whatever device or interchange you're going to do with the card. Some people use spreads and some don't, or layouts. Uh, and for those of you who are really, really beginners, the spread or the layout is the way you lay out the cards and the story they tell, which is usually a, a preconceived agreement. Um, but let's say you also then on top of that skill, you need to develop people skills. And I think that's what you're talking about, Gina, is are you going to go more the fortune-telling route or the, gee, I'm going to let the cards tell the story kind of route? Or are you going to go into um, deep and difficult questions with your clients, which means you'll need to be prepared and have more, let's say, counseling skills and ethics, as I would call it, to back that up, which means I know what my scope of practice is. I know what's appropriate for me to talk about. But I also have a referral list so I can refer to other professionals, let's say if we get into an area that isn't appropriate for me to talk about as a beginner or even as a more advanced reader. So, I mean, I even have a referral list, you know, and I have 25 years experience as a a psychotherapist, basically. So I have, just this last week, I had to make a referral for one of my clients to someone else so they could um, get a very special service that is not within my umbrella of services. So those are things that you build over time. But in the beginning, even though people maybe have natural-born abilities, maybe they're already very psychic or they're very, already a helping professional, if you come in with a skill set, then the tarot cards end up just being in your toolkit. They're like a tool that you utilize. But let's say if you're a beginner, beginner to tarot, I'd still want to give myself time and practice with people. There's online opportunities for practicing. Um, some people like to do email readings. There's a lot of different ways of building up your skills and getting feedback from people, by the way, so that you know what direction you want to go in, what you're comfortable with, by the way. Uh, I think people have this preconceived idea that all readers 
do this particular service. It's like, again, that one-size-fits-all thing. And we're here to tell you, Gina and myself, that that isn't necessarily true. There's such a variety out there, and you really just need to find your own way and your own style by experimenting and listening to yourself. Right, right. And so it's very, very important um, to kind of have, uh, I would say my recommendation for starters is to, um, it's almost like developing a business plan. Um, g- give yourself a five-year plan and say, where do you want to take your your studies for any of your intuitive arts? So if you have a goal in mind that, you know, you want to write a book five years from now, so everything should kind of like your experiences, um, you should, you know, of course, keep track of, you have many, but just kind of look at what you're incorporating into your tarot practice and where you want to go. I mean, um, you may not ever want to read for other people. Um, and that's fine too. Uh, but it is, uh, it is first and foremost to me also a, a tool for self-development. So, um, and, and soul evolution. So look at that aspect versus if you want to put yourself out into the world. Um, another thing that comes up is, um, having a, a bit of a fear of reading for other people. Have you experienced that? Uh, you mean for myself or clients or, cl- yeah, or students? Yeah, students. Uh, well, you know, I would just say fear in general is a healthy sort of like warning. Whenever any of us are feeling any kind of fear, that's the time to step back for a moment, reevaluate what we're doing, and then either continue to move forward if it's appropriate or not move forward if it's not appropriate. So I think it happens on a variety of levels for different people at different times. You know, fear could be, gee, I'm not the right match for this client. Fear could be this reading's going in a certain direction to where I really should do a referral. Uh, Fear could be, gee, I don't know the cards as well as I thought I did. You know, fear could be, I don't know how much responsibility to take for this reading. Yeah. And I'm not really clear on my boundaries here. Right, right, right. So it can all be very, again, this is a lot to to think about. Um, I also get, um, you know, we were talking about the fear, but it's also um, just hesitation around um, feeling this. Well, I guess it's not a hesitation. It's more like a, um, I'm not psychic enough to do this but that's trying to fit into somebody your idea mm-hmm. of what you think it is to be a reader as opposed to finding what your own style is and what your own strengths are and then where you want to build up those areas that maybe aren't quite naturally so strong for you mm-hmm. and that's when we get attracted to different books or different teachers or different schools for instance i had a student who was going through my program, which is the Transformative Tarot Counseling Certification Program, at the same time that they were going through Reader Studio. Because for them, Reader Studio fed their mind and their knowledge of the cards and gave them that kind of structure that they were looking for. But with mine, it helped them to be more fluid and intuitive and gave them more of a counseling background and understanding more of the mystical side uh, of the cards in a in a more uh, personal way. Because I'm not the kind of person that tries to, um, let's just say there's no cookie cutter style to my training. I don't expect people to come out all being the same. Mm-hmm. 
but again, it's preconceptions. It's um, it's not so much trying to fit, but just, um, you know, even our clients have preconceptions about what a reading can and can't do for them. So um, one of the other things I always recommend for beginners is to um, have an explanation for your, if you decide to read for others, what your style is. Well, of course, you're going to have to know that, but always explain to them, you know, what you can and can't do, what your parameters are in terms yeah. of your, your skills set. And so I hope you can see that Gina and I are quite seasoned. <laughs> and hopefully you're a little more seasoned now or been like in the shake and bake here. And uh, the, next so time, you... the next time we'll have to talk about myths around tarot, like you have to steal a tarot deck or it has to be stolen in order for it to Ooh, work. Ooh, good. Yeah, that's a powerful topic. The taboos. Okay. But in the meantime, um, if you have questions, if you want book recommendations or even school recommendations from Gina or myself, please contact us. And I think the easiest way is our Facebook page, right? Yes, the Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Oracle Soup. And of course, we each have our own respective um, sites in which you can contact us for classes or mentoring. Um, so my site is www.tarotadvisor.com. And yours, Katrina, is? Tarot counseling.org now counseling for those of you who may be outside of the u.s is spelled c-o-u-n-s-e-l-i-n-g and then dot org o-r-g like in oregon hey all right cool i hope that's given you enough to kind of get you past some of your trepidations and to get you excited and hopefully ready to jump right in yeah hopefully it's been just the right seasoning not too spicy not too salty not too you know just perfect definitely not bland (laughs) (laughs) until next time folks thank you so much for joining us thank you for spending time with us at oracle soup We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com, for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now. <laughs>